It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. Photoshopped or something? Yeah, right. (laughs) 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 Welcome back to the Zade Story. My name is Kevin Zade, and tonight, two weeks in a row, Josh and I are joined by a wonderful guest. He wowed us with his top ten of unfamiliar or top six, sorry. (laughs) He corrects me when I said top ten. It is Tim Gillette. Welcome back, sir. Kevin, he is famous. You don't need to be so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I know the Zade Story listener ship. Pause for dramatic effect. Thank you. Loves Tim Gillette more than they love us, and that's why we continuously have to bring him back so that we have people that listen to our podcast. That's true. But... He is one of us. He is one of the people. He is a man that is beautiful with his beard. He is handsome. He is here to share with us his insights, his thoughts, his wonders on tonight's movie. Tim, how are you doing? Wow, I am overwhelmed right now, you guys. That welcome was too much. It was uh, it was nearly as good as the food that we had for dinner. It was yes, wonderful. so good. So uh, thanks for having me again. I'm so glad I'm back. And, uh, chicken, chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> Your wife cooks the best chicken cordon bleu. I think I've heard this story before. Chicken cordon. I love my birthday. Yay, birthdays! Does your wife listen to this show? Oh man, running off the rails already. Uh, so good to be it's back, you guys. <laughs> so so good to be back. I'm glad you guys keep asking me to come back. Uh, we didn't and... ask. You did. <laughs> I believe the text went exactly like this. Oh, I got a new text from Tim. I want to be on the show when we talk about La La Land. I think that's how it works. I, I, I might have I even said something to the effect of, I don't know if you guys are planning to see La La Land, but I'd really like to see that's it and exactly talk about it on the Zane right. story. We're in the movie theater and Tim looks at me and he's like, I'm pretty sure this wasn't going to be like in your wheelhouse. This this wasn't even on your radar. But thanks a lot for coming to see the movie with me. We we did talk about the fact that we like social experiments, and we've done a few guy movies together. We did Hateful Eight, and we did Deadpool, and then we we uh, wanted to see if just us watching a movie together makes the experience, My or mother. or or if it's the actual movie itself so we went and saw a terrible movie together and it was definitely terrible but we definitely had a good time yeah and now we watched a whole different type of movie one that i wanted to see that i'm not sure either of you were super excited to see but at least i'm helping kevin get ready for his oscar show yes so knock one off the list he has seen la la land yeah i was not that excited about seeing it but i knew i was going to have to see it and i really like I really love it when I've seen a movie pre-Oscar context. So it has not been nominated yet, 
so I I had nothing else to compare it to, but I've been hearing a lot of buzz. So I was I I like to get it in a little bit before before I'm comparing it to a specific film because like when you see that when you've got the eight nominees and you see the first one, it's usually one of the better ones. It usually ends up high on your list because after that first one, you're just comparing everything to that first one and and so on and so. Uh, it's good to see it beforehand. So, yeah. Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> uh, my pleasure, and I will be back again soon. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. We'll have to find the next movie. When yeah, it... absolutely. There, there might have been one we saw a preview for that we were excited about. I don't remember. Power Rangers? <laughs> it was not Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, John Wick 2, of course. Of course. Oh, yes. Mm, John Wick. So good. <laughs> look look so... on Facebook for a picture of Josh. Somebody, John Wick. somebody today asked me a question, and it was like a would you rather, and it was Keanu Reeves or I don't even remember who the other person was, but clearly it should have been the other person. the other person. <laughs> like it clearly should have been the other person. I was like, if Keanu Reeves is John Wick, John Wick <laughs> all day, every day, and they were like, I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> Boom! That's how much I love John Wick. Everybody knows John Wick. We haven't even done a podcast about it. Actually, we did do a podcast. It didn't make it out there. No, it didn't. <laughs> oh, you recorded one? We yeah, recorded we a podcast for John Wick. It didn't make it to the airwaves because we were so gushingly in love and slightly tipsy that it couldn't. It couldn't be put out there on the Zade story. I waves. watched. So another it would have been too popular. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we would have got. You know, like when you break the internet, you you know, when you're like, you're starting off and you like, okay, I need to like gauge my fame. You know, you don't want to like Adele, you know, you don't want to blow up like Adele. That's too much for us to deal with. We have to like slowly progress the craft, the, the Zaid story image, the Zaid story, um, brand, if you will. It would have looked forced and artificial if we went from, you know. 400 listeners to a thousand listeners overnight and uh, then a hundred thousand over two nights like it would have looked like oh who are they paying who who in facebook and twitter have their accounts on lock and it would have been like no that was honestly just our review of john wick no tim's the only one with six accounts <laughs> <laughs> inside joke <laughs> nice that was good Thank that you. was good uh oh. what movie did we see did we already say it? Mm-hmm. We went and oh, saw yeah. La, 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 La La Land. Yeah, starring Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Mm, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Oh, was she in that too? <laughs> Indeed she was. And that's really it. Oh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. And John Legend. Ooh, John oh, John yeah, Legend. John Legend. Yeah. He plays a good role. <clears throat> Another uh, crush of mine. Mm-hmm. Boy can sing. So, since this was Tim's pick... We should let Tim go right into the rundown. The rundown. The rundown? Two options. You either follow my rules or follow my rules. Capiche? Thank you. I can do it a different way. Oh, that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. Fired. It's Christmas. <laughs>
Yeah, I see the decorations. Good luck in the new year. I just heard you play, and I wanted... It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles, you know? Write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you gonna do? I have my own club. Is that gonna happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Okay, so La La Land is, as we said, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Ryan Gosling is a jazz musician in the purest form. Emma Stone is a wannabe actress. Um, They become a couple, fall in love. Uh, and they want each other to succeed so bad that they're willing to sacrifice their own careers for each other. Um, and so in, in doing so, we end up down interesting paths for both of them. Um, but they're really pushing each other to to be the best version of themselves and, and uh, that we see the consequences of that. Yeah, that's a... Somewhat philosophical yeah, rundown. Yeah, that's, that's kind of I'd the... I'd say, like, more physically, it's about two aspiring uh, Hollywood people. One is an actress, one is a musician, and they're both trying to make their name. And we just kind of watched this story, this specific story of these two people and how their lives kind of intertwine on their own separate journeys, how, they, how they're two ropes kind of twist into a cord and you know that's yeah that's one way to look at it <laughs> Josh has a little different take on the run I have no different take uh, it's, you guys both put it together seamlessly I'm putting that in quotes um, it's a it's a it's a love story. This this movie is a love story, and it's about two aspiring individuals that want to start a career, that have a passion for their career, and they're fighting the fighting between the passion for their individual careers and the passion that they feel for one another. Mm. Night, that was that was awesome. Thank yeah. you. I think uh, you're we welcome. All three said the exact same. Yeah, but he said <laughs> but it better than I did. But in different ways. ways. Uh, that's good. Nice. That was a great version of the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting.
Okay, so I think we had some three different reactions to this film. Let's say it ended on one of our top six of the year list, which you heard last week. Mm -hmm. Um, It did not appear on two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should jump right into favorite and least favorite parts. Tim, what do you think? Do you want to uh, do you want to start by tearing it down or yeah. lifting it up? Yeah, let's start with least favorite, um, yeah. and I'll go last because mine will be the most uplifting least favorite part of any film critique <laughs> ever. So I'll, let I'll you guys go, first. go first. Yeah, Josh, why don't you go <clears throat> first? <sighs> <laughs> we might be here a while. No, 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 no. I am. You guys have the wrong impression of my impression of this movie. <clears throat> this movie. Had, has had could have been <laughs> there was so much potential in this movie I love old style musicals I grew up with my mom watching musicals like Fred Astaire yeah. dancing around singing great amazing musicals but what did those musicals have in common people that could dance and sing I am sorry, but this was so ill cast. I love Ryan Gosling. I love Emma Stone. I find both of them to be incredible. Neither of them should have been cast in this role. You put both of them up against John Legend? (laughs) A legend. All right. That's a fantastic singer. He sings in this movie. And then you put the two of these up against him? No. Absolutely not. If I was casting this, it would have been Justin Timberlake, who can sing, who can dance, kind of act, triple threat-ish, and the choreographer, Mandy Moore. Should have been Mandy Moore in the lead role for the female. It should have been Justin Timberlake or somebody of the sort. It would have made this, because this is a hybrid. This isn't a musical per se it has so many different offshoots and it's a melding and i can see both of your faces as i'm talking this is so incredible <laughs> it has so many different possibilities it could have gone so many different areas uh ryan gosling played the piano and that was that was great like you could see it was actually him playing the piano it was gorgeous i love jazz music i love the story this fell so short because of the casting. I feel like they were trying to get big names in this movie. I don't think either of them sang particularly well. The dancing was mediocre. It could have been bigger. It could have been better. It could have been. It should have been. It should have been more fantastic. It should have been not grandiose, but it needed more. It was lackluster for me. My least favorite part was what I thought was my favorite part. And that's the casting. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Go ahead. Eat me up. I, I'm, I'm crying over here. I'm sorry. I know you are. I know you are. He just talked bad about Ryan Gosling. We're going to have words I love, later. I love Ryan Gosling. I do. But this, this was... It should have been... It should have been a great hybrid of a musical. Neither one of them was was particularly good. I uh, Emma Stone honestly could have gone to the wayside for me. I loved Ryan Gosling's character. Mm-hmm. I loved him. 
his singing was not very good. So uh, I love jazz. I love the jazz aspect of this movie. I love the love story of this movie. I love the. Well, it's kind of like a stereotypical love story, to be honest with you. But it's a really good love story. But it it fell way short for me for that reason. There there are a couple um, scenes, especially early in the movie, where we have production numbers. They um, you can tell that it's all done in a studio, and you're just watching actors dance and lip sync, and and um, it's produced to be clean and crisp and and perfect and. Um, those aren't my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, I, because they're overproduced, I actually um, appreciated the fact that both Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling uh, were kept honest in their scenes where they were supposed to be honest and that their singing wasn't perfect. Neither one of them is a singer in the movie. Um, now, it's a, now it's somewhat of a musical, so you would expect that there would be some <laughs> higher quality singing um, but I thought it was honest. I thought it was real. I thought it felt um, appropriately sung by two actors who aren't singers. And uh, I actually really appreciated that part of it. Um, I agree completely with the Emma Stone criticism. Um, I think Emma Stone is a delightfully talented actress. And I think she can do whatever she wants to do pretty well i was also really let down with her singing specifically uh ryan gosling he only sings one song he sings it twice the city of city of stars no they, they have, uh, he sings more than that does he yeah they have the duet together there's there's more than that I don't remember that many songs that he sang. I was so enraptured in the movie. I couldn't tell if they were singing yeah, I mean, or not. He, it was perfect. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but either, either way, I thought he was, I thought his voice was fine. I didn't, I wouldn't, uh, I didn't have a problem with him. Um, I, I just, and I didn't really have a problem with Emma Stone. I just was a big letdown. I, I'm with you on that for sure. There's so many talented actresses, can sing really well. Anne Hathaway is one. She's got a very good voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not sure what that was. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't eat you up for that. I would say my least favorite parts. Uh, Tim mentioned the beginning opening dance number on the cars. Um, well, wow, it was incredibly well choreographed. Well choreographed and like just so bizarre. Like I was laughing at this scene because like we, I was we like, all were, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is gonna be an old school musical. You know, I was thinking something more along the lines where it's like another half musical that min that that Ron Gosling is in, where he's plays that guitar, like Midnight Blue or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine, yeah. yeah. Blue Valentine um, was way better than this movie. Sorry, Tim. We can rank our Ryan Gosling movies later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, more, more specifically, I thought that the beginning scene was terrible, and I thought the 
ending was miserable. We go oh. through the whole movie only to watch the entire movie again in a 15-minute, oh, how we wish things could have or should have gone. What? That was terrible. It was too long. And part of it was these unnecessary, huge choreographs. You know, one is the dance, but one is this whole life. We watched the movie twice. So, so you, really wanted, you wanted to the cut ending. down the, the length by quite a bit. Yeah. You know, so least favorite part? The beginning and the end. <laughs> nice. Um, there's, a, there's a lot in the middle that I did like. Um, we'll get to that in my favorite parts. But yeah, the beginning number and the ending, I would call it number, where Ryan Gosling is playing the piano in the, in the mm-hmm. bar, and we, we start the whole movie over from the beginning. It's interesting. I don't know. I, I'm sure probably both of you had a little bit bigger breadth of knowledge of the movie, especially Tim. No? Oh. Little? Kevin? Little? Um, yeah, I had a little. I, I, I mean, I, I found out more from the guy at 7-Eleven when I bought candy than I knew. He was like, oh, it's supposed to be a musical. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. Okay. Um, yeah, so I had a, a bit more knowledge. The The opening scene for me... I'm with I'm with you. Like I was like, what, <laughs> what did I get myself into? I, but for me, it set a nice a nice tone. It was a nice cadence to the movie where I was I was aware at that point in time what I was getting myself into. But because of the opening scene, I then had expectations. Right. I had expectations of what I thought. The movie. Oh, okay. I, you, I'm with you. You, on that. you thought the rest of the movie would be crisp and clean and, and sharp and everything would be traditionally perfect. Traditionally, big music. Like a big musical. Yeah. Or at least two actors and actresses that could sing. <laughs> um, so that could be a large portion of why I was let down with the mm-hmm. two of them because you throw this big, huge opening number and you follow it with absolutely nada. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first scene was one of the ones I didn't love. It was definitely um, overproduced. It was it was too clean, right? And yeah. and and so that's I, I, I yeah I I personally <laughs> like the the rest of it and the honesty of the rest of it more than the cleanness of the first scene. I enjoyed the first scene, and we I think we all busted out laughing um, as we just kind of went, oh boy, <laughs> this. I leaned over and said. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking in my head, is Josh going to last the whole two hours? <laughs> I was looking at Kevin's shoulder going, nap time. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, I also uh, questioned the scene at the end where we get a briefer version of the movie. Um, it does kind of race through a little bit, but it's still it's a four or five minute recap of the movie from a different perspective. Um I was ready to be in that moment that they were creating emotionally. And I think I kind of expected it to go down more a traditional path and they chose a different path. I think that's consistent with the movie and what it was. If they had just stayed in that moment that, that they had created where it's him and it's her and, and you're feeling this emotion. Um, I, I think we would have, I think we would have criticized that as well. I think it would sure. have been a safe play. I would have been crying. 
but it still would have been like, oh, they just pulled on our heartstrings, you know, a classic ending. And they did something completely different. Did it work? I'm not convinced that that worked. You obviously didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time I'm thinking, but it can't be this ending because there's issues. And we can, I don't know how much we want to spoil, but but there's there's um, there's issues with that ending. And we'll just talk off air about that. But um, uh, I was just glad that they didn't do exactly what I thought they were going to do. And so I was okay with it. I just didn't love the execution of what they did do. So I completely understand why you're just like, that was ridiculous that we saw the whole thing again. Yeah. yeah. So what were your least um, favorite parts? Oh, boy. My least favorite parts are really um light. If you want me to keep going, I could just keep <laughs> right, going. Have, right. Josh? I have so much more that I could say. We'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure, right? Okay. Um, so... I mentioned the overproduction on a couple of the numbers, um, but I, I didn't mind that because it contrasted well with, with the rest of the movie. Um, and then the ending was, was a little iffy. There was a little bit of um, overuse of technical things that they did over and over. I think we had um, Emma Stone um, become the only thing on the screen like five times in the movie where all the lights in the room go out, everybody else disappears and it's just her. Um, and I mean, that's an okay effect, but like the fifth time I'm like, I knew it was coming. I'm like, Oh, lights are going out. Here we go. It's going to be on the stone now. And, and they did on Ryan Gosling a couple of times. I did not mind that at all. Um, you do but... have a man crush on Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it just too many times. It, it, that's probably my least favorite part. It's a real nitpicky thing. But, I mean, by the fifth time, it was like, oh, okay, yep. Well, those people aren't in the room anymore. And there we go. Okay. So that's probably my yeah. least favorite part. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Joshua, take us into your favorite. I'm not going favorite. Somebody else go first. Okay. I'll go first. Because I think we should let Tim gush. This, this is going to be a long favorites. <clears throat> Uh, my favorite parts, I got uh, two things I want to talk about. First, um, I saw a movie this year called Neon Demon. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Never heard of it. Never. Um, it's the same guy who did uh, his, his direct. The director's name is Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, he's the same guy who did. He did, he did that Only weird God movie with, with Ryan Gosling, Gosling. yeah, he which did, I couldn't finish. Uh, he did Bronson with Tom Hardy. Um, he's a very interesting director. He did this movie called Neon Demon, and the whole thing is just a play on light and color. Uh, it's a weird movie. I don't recommend it. But what it reminded me. What La La Land reminded me of was Neon Demon and the way they played with the color and the light from the first scene to the last scene. All I could see in this movie was color. Like, the colors they wanted you to see. All the dresses and the the cars. It was technically beautiful to watch. Like, everything kept your attention the thing with the the light, the the gimmick that you mentioned as your least favorite part, I completely agree. Gimmicky and overused, but so specific and directed that I really like the direction of this film. Uh, this is the same director of Whiplash, and I thought that it kind of had some similar similar 
direction styles of just you saw everything he wanted you to see. The colors were so particular. I really liked the colors. Do you think the colors were a throwback to uh, um, musicals of the past? Because when I think of some of the, my favorite musicals, like Josh was talking about, colors were a big deal then, too. The dresses were always bright, and there's yeah. just so much light going on in the background. And they, I feel like they um, really tried to touch on that in this as well. Yeah, I think, I think uh, that's. I think there was a lot of homage to the old musicals. There, um, there was a lot of throwback. To yeah. the old musicals, but I don't think it's just the dresses. I, mean, right. I don't think it was just the cars. Um, as a whole, it was the entire spectrum. No, it was, it was the it, light filter. It, it was the light filter. It was it was the scenery behind them. On multiple times, you see them, and they're in Hollywood, and there's the big, broad expansion of the Hollywood colors and lights behind them as they're having just a normal conversation. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm talking are... about every specific thing on the screen was particular. It was very enveloping to where those those colors, those lights, the lighting, those filters. Uh, you know, Tim said that that was his least favorite part. I'm not saying it's my favorite part, but that... When those scenes happened, when when Emma Stone did her monologues, and you know, you know, oh god, this is going to happen mm-hmm. again, right? That was some of the best acting yes. of the movie. Oh, I agree. Yes, like, I, I agree of, with that. Some of the best, like, it was some of the best moments where I literally sat up and was like, oh, I'm now interested in what's going on, um, and I, I couldn't agree more uh the colors the the way everything melded together mm-hmm. uh from a cinema photography standpoint yes. from a color from a from a throwback to a now it was done eloquently agreed uh so yeah that was definitely my favorite part i mentioned last week that if we had talked about specific scenes La La Land would have had two scenes, and I'll briefly mention them. One of them has to do with the color and the lighting. When Emma Stone breaks it, or not, doesn't break into, finally, she she goes into a theater where Ryan Gosling has assumed he's been stood up, and she stands on the stage, and the light hits her face, and you see her, and it then goes to him, and then back to her. That was stunningly beautiful. That was um, awesome, and and you had the film, yeah. on her as well too. Right. The, the projection and was going projection through so you her. You can see the dust as yep. well. It was it was a awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to say shot like a literal like it was beautiful. And then the other scene was them at the dinner table where Ryan Gosling has just signed on to be with John Legend's group, and. He is trying so hard to be what she wants him to be. And she is trying so hard to be supportive of who she thinks he wants to be. And they're both trying so hard to be what their interpretation of what the other one wants to be. It was heartbreaking. Like That scene was so surreal and specific Jordan and I have had those conversations like 
where we are so passionately trying to be what we think the other one wants when the other one really only wants us to be who we are and that was that scene was so real like i almost got i almost forgot we were watching a movie and i felt like i was just watching this couple have the same passionate conversation that i have had like i don't want you to be this because you think i want you to be this i want you to be who you want you know like it was it was really there was some a few scenes like that um those two specifically also when ryan gosling is talking about jazz I've never seen an actor talk so passionately about something that I have no clue if he has any clue about jazz. But in that scene where he's like, no, you got to see jazz. Look at the trumpet. He doesn't know why. Like that scene was so passionate. And like that Ryan Gosling was like, that's what we expected to see the whole movie. And we didn't get it the whole movie. And I think that's kind of one of your problems, Josh. But those few scenes, but those two that I first mentioned. I'm gonna sink, so good. I'm gonna sink my teeth into what you just said and and carry that over into my favorite parts. And <clears throat> this movie for me had and and again, everybody here has a different view. This movie had so much potential. This movie could have been, should have been fantastic. And obviously, it's got all the Oscar buzz. I mean, it's got the buzz, and so. Most people think it's fantastic, but <clears throat> those scenes that you're talking about, riveting. What those scenes don't have, the singing. This yeah. <laughs> this movie, I feel like, tried to pull too many different things together as almost like a hodgepodge. And if they would have just store, if they would have just focused on the storyline, the story as a whole, as this is a struggling actress. He's a struggling jazz musician. She is so passionate about acting. And when you when you hear her talk about acting, when you see her do mm-hmm. her acting scenes, it's incredible. Like riveting isn't even the right word. There, there needs to be a better word. Like it is all encompassing. It is phenomenal. When he is talking about jazz music, the way that he puts the passion into her words, the way he talks about it, like it is so amazing and i was like i first off i love jazz music most people hate jazz music i do not like jazz. i <laughs> love jazz music I, I like jazz music a lot more after the movie <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm i'm with you like i i thought i liked jazz music until i watched this movie now i have a whole new appreciation a passion for a dying art and my favorite part about this movie is exactly what Kevin just said. It was the acting of the movie. I'm just going to leave it there. When Emma Stone says, I have something to tell you. I don't like jazz. I was like, oh, oh. good. Me neither. I don't like jazz. And then he goes, what do you mean you don't like jazz? And she's like, oh, it's old and boring. I was like. This is exactly what I'm thinking. Elevator music. Kenny G. And then G. when he explains his passion out loud, I was just like, I think I need to go to a jazz club because I want to learn about this music that this guy loves so much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was good. You're right. My my feeble attempt at, at the rundown was pretty much trying to describe that scene at the dinner table mm-hmm. where they're 
so into what the other person wants that they've almost lost what they were going for. That's the, that's the point, I think, is that they lost who they were as a as an individuals because they were so focused on the other person. And then reversely, they lost focus on the other person because they lost who they were as individuals. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Um, so I guess my turn for favorite part. Um, and, and I have a few. Ryan Gosling. Um, that's, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, this movie took me back to some of my favorite movies ever. Um, the one that stands out in my mind is Singing in the Rain. Yeah. So um, Singing in the Rain is not a pure musical. There's a lot of dialogue. It's a movie about making a movie. Um, there's singing. There's dancing. There's classic, classic scenes that stand alone mm. all by themselves that are amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen um, Gotta Dance or... Obviously, the the singing in the rain scene where he's kicking the the rain puddles or um, Good Morning. Wonderful scene with Debbie Reynolds, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she was like 16 years old or something crazy like that when she did that. And she's dancing with two of the best dancers in Hollywood. Um, I love that movie, Singing in the Rain. My kids love that movie. Uh, Um, Debbie Reynolds. Is that Carrie Fisher's mom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was pregnant. She was pregnant during that so those things really? with with Carrie Fisher. That I didn't know. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Really young though, um, and um, Singing in the Rain has a mixture of real life with un uh, what did you say earlier unreal magical realism. Magical realism. There's some dream sequences. Yeah, just some weird things that happen, and you're like, "What is going on here?" And they did the same thing in this movie. And to me, I watched it and I went, okay, singing in the rain, but with, you know, a 2000s twist, a little hipper, a little smarter. Um, certainly, the production is, it's a modern movie. It's not right. a classic movie. Uh, but they tried to touch on things, the colors, the some of the big pieces that they did. Um, I loved it. It just took me back. I mean, I watched singing in the rain the first time when I was like 10 years old. And so here I am, a 10-year-old, watching La La Land, and it's mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling on the screen, and I'm just, whoa. So I uh, love that. Um, loved a lot of the choices they made on the storyline. Um, we've talked about, you know, he's so passionate about music, and then he ends up playing music that kind of compromises who he is. He thinks he's doing it for her. She's trying to make it in movies. He's encouraging her to do something on her own. Uh, such a back and forth and back and forth. Um, so many parts of that that I just love so much. And then, of course, it's Ryan Gosling. So I'm in love with Ryan Gosling, and uh, he's in this movie. So it's uh, I, I enjoyed everything that he did in this movie. I found myself thinking, "Damn it, he is cooler than I am." <laughs> what about what about Emma Stone? Emma Stone is is fine. I see. Um, I I don't disagree with you on the fact that that could have been any of five or six other actresses, and it would have been fine. I know why they picked Emma Stone because of our modern day actresses. She is um, very Broadway and very over the top. I mean, you can see her doing jazz hands, right? Mm-hmm. 
Emma Stone. And I don't know that that was perfect for this movie, but I understand why they would be like, oh, we got to get Emma Stone. I feel like they picked her and him together because they paired well together. Sure. Previous so, good, yeah. so we knew the chemistry was going to be there. We knew the passion would be involved. Um, you know, we've talked about the disappointment of the last scene, but there's no denying that when the two of them are, I want to say psychically interacting from stage and seat, there's no denying that those two are connected somehow. And, and, and even though we don't like the twist that they took and showing the movie all over again, um, they clearly had chemistry and it was electric. I don't necessarily, I haven't chimed in yet on the ending. I don't necessarily dislike the ending. Um, I feel like it it was a little drawn out. It was a little too long sure. to do what they did. But I liked that they did what they did because in my opinion that's that's the that's the story that should have happened. Right. That's the story that in a movie should have happened. That's the story that would happen in a movie. And in real life you get the outcome that really happens in the movie. Sure, sure. And so they give you like kind of like this movie's about throwbacks. This movie is about homages. This movie is about what came before and what is now. And realistically, if it was going to be a typical love story, that's what would have happened. But it didn't. And we're all left a little off guard like what, what was that? But, well, if we had gotten the movie that they showed in the, the quick piece, if that was the movie that we'd watched, we would all be really upset. Agreed. Because it, it was so, uh, I mean, it was outlandish for one thing, but it um, so cliche and over the top at the same time. I mean, even just the very beginning of it, the, 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 the change at the beginning of that scene that causes everything else to be different was absurd it was if that happened in a movie we'd be like oh my gosh what is this this is so syrupy and just ridiculous and then everybody in the bar is different because that changed and oh my gosh that's absurd and then the other thing that bothered me about that whole scene was she has a child in that scene but she has her own daughter in the movie that we actually saw and so it was like bothering me, like, no, you can't do the alternate scene because then she wouldn't have her kid. And I don't know, as a parent, there's no alternate reality that I would want that would include me not having the children that I have. And so that that was like during that couple of minutes where we were watching That's that. a little deeper it than is. what I was It's that's super, super in the weeds. I'm way down in the bottom. But that's what I was thinking that whole time was like, no, this can't be how it goes because that means that she... Even though we might say, oh, they were supposed to be together, right? But in real life, she's not, and they have a kid, and that's her kid, and you can't. I feel like a perfect ending for this movie. I love that Kevin is sitting there. He, you can see the hamster wheel. Right. Look at the hamster wheel. Right. Yeah, it's true. I feel like the movie should have been, she went off, I mean, spoiler, spoiler alert, went off. Found a guy, had a kid, ran into him in the bar, left the guy, took her kid. <laughs> they ended up together. Boom. Problem solved. 20 years later. 
Yeah. Like, instead of the flash back, let's do a flash forward. Right. Let's do a flash forward where now she's got a daughter who's 10. Yep. You know, she and she, Ryan Gosling reconnect and they fall in love at that point. You can even do the flashback, but then do the flash forward so that you get a, a wider breadth. This... We're way in the weeds here. This, yeah. This movie is... This movie is... I'm going to leave it at that. This movie is... That you what you're what you're saying, Tim, doesn't bother me with the kid thing okay. because to me that wasn't an alternate reality. It was a vision, a version of what they could have been or who they could have been, and it wasn't it wasn't a flashback. It was a it was a moment of magical realism where they were like, and to me this is kind of what ended up being interesting to me is. Well, especially with that whole dinner scene, is what we see in that flashback is a version of them being selfless. Because who's in? Uh, okay, so when they kiss at the at the very first scene, obviously that's not, that that's a sexual assault. Like he did not know her. Like um, so, like skip that part. There but, was like, clearly consent. When they're though. in Paris, who's in Paris? He's in Paris with her um, when she, when he's doing like it's it's a it's a it's the version of their best selves yeah. with That's each right. other's intentions and so like the kid at the end yeah you're right was if that was an alternate reality you're right but I think it was more of a flashback and to me that sums up with once that whole recap ends and she walks out the door and she looks back and he smiles. He smiles because they both went after themselves. Like, they both went with their own desires, which is fine. That's not That's, a comment sure. on them as selfish people. It's they got what they wanted. Well, He's got his club, and it's I, I, successful. I, I, think, I think they both got what the other person wanted, too, for them. Ex- and and I think... Um, yeah. I think the, the, the dinner table scene shows us Boy, no matter how much we want this to work out because these two people are passionate about each other, they cannot be together. This is not something that can that, yeah, that, I, that can I, be I a long term relationship. I pulled something completely different out of this. They that scene shows me that they both got what they thought they wanted. And Agreed. They got what they thought they wanted. They got what they thought they desired. And they were both so passionate about their passions. God, how can I how can I put this? Into are, words? Are, are, are you at the end of the movie now? I'm at the end of the movie. Okay, yeah, they got they got they each got what they thought they wanted. He got his club, she got her acting career, right? And they both see each other, and they both realize in that moment that what they both achieved wasn't what they desired. Oh. But I think that they are both mutually excited for the other person. They're both possibly mutually excited for the other person, but both of them realize that, oh crap, I have my club. I have everything I wanted. But I don't have her. But I don't have you. And uh, you're you're who I needed. You're who I wanted. And I see she that. and she in that same tone was like, I have my acting career. I went to Paris. I 
establish myself. I'm able to go into a coffee house and they give me coffee for free. But it's not what sometimes what you want and what you need. And I say this in relationships all the time. What you want and what you need are never the same thing. Very rarely, at the very least. I want so many things in a relationship. Is that healthy for me? Probably not. Mm-hmm. What I need is completely different. And you have to find the balance between what your desires are and what you desire. Like, And that's what that conversation at the table is so true is – they don't know what they want or what the other person wants. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on. You know, this movie is a lot about like it. it it's to take the bad singing out of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a lot about uh, uh, self discovery and discovering what you want in a significant other, and. Sometimes your self-discovery isn't necessarily your personal journey. Sometimes your journey needs to be with somebody else. And so what you want, what you need aren't always the same thing. But maybe what you need is to have that somebody else. And both of them lived their lives. And both of them became happy. And both of them figured out a path. But then you get that quick flashback. That not so quick flashback. And you realize that had they taken the time to figure out what they needed in life as opposed to what they wanted in life, they both could have acquired something greater than themselves as individuals. Exactly. So this conversation um, is exciting to me because we all got something different out of the movie. I think that they're all equally true, uh, which is what a great movie does. Yeah. And it makes me think that this movie might even be better than I thought it was. (laughs) And I love discussions like this because it, it... you know, we all have a little different perspective based on where we're coming from, and we all have different perspectives on based on what we saw on the screen or didn't see on the screen. Um, Good singing. And and uh, man, I love this movie. I'm gonna need to see it again now because you guys have added depth to the movie that I didn't see the first time, and I'm excited to see it again and uh, with those. With a different lens. Yeah, I agree. This was a good conversation. I think this is one of our better conversations about a movie that I did not think twice about after we saw it. Those two scenes that I mentioned, those stayed in my head. Other than that, I couldn't have told you what happened in this movie. But like with this conversation, I realized that it was a lot deeper than I thought. And actually, this whole conversation has made me think of the tie-in with the title. Because off the top, it's like La La Land. Well, it's a musical. It's about Hollywood. It's about dreams. Or, or is La La Land a different land altogether that had a lot more depth? That's good. I, I, like I said, I'm excited to watch it again. I, wa- I, I enjoyed a lot of the interplay between the two characters. I know you didn't like the dancing in particular. No, partic- dancing was okay. Okay, okay, dancing good. Was dancing good, was yeah. good. good. I, I didn't like the singing. Some of the dancing didn't seem great. Yeah. It was understated. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I like that. Uh, uh, Tim, I've never heard anybody mention Ryan Gosling's name so many times as you have tonight. So but I would like to mention it was fun watching Ryan Gosling move his body. Right. He is in control of it. Is he a Justin Timberlake? 
No. Not with dancing. No. Not at all. But he was very controlled. I, I was I was impressed by Ryan Gosling in this role. They were both part of the Mickey Mouse Club at the same time. At the same time. With Brittany and Christina. Look at mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the, Ryan Gosling can do anything in my book. And he's <laughs> flawless. And I mean, there's there's a whole story behind this. But my, gonna, my, when he says Ryan Gosling can do like anything, like, like I'm going to bleep out like. 14, 14 seconds after he says that so it sounds like he's saying something completely absurd. you know what you should do <laughs> like Ross, Ryan Gosling can do anything in my I think you should also um, our best outtake ever is our Harry Potter outtake oh thank you you I'm should you should I'm gonna do it you should Harry Potter the shit out of Harry Tim Potter the Wow, this is gonna be amazing! I don't even know what we're talking <laughs> Thank about. You for that, that that'll amazing. be amazing. So good. You know what that sound means. <laughs> so what was that sound? I know exactly what it is. I'll let you guys go first. Oh. Uh, no, I'll go first. No, Mine's easy. You go. You, you go, go last. Okay, we know, we know it's gonna be a ten beers. Yeah, twenty-five <laughs> beers. I don't drink beer, but I bought a brewery just for <laughs> yeah, just for this movie. <laughs> uh, Josh, you go first. Oh. We'll just go low, middle, high. <laughs> oh gosh, um, you know, this is this is a difficult one for me to rate. It really is because again, this movie had a lot. This movie, like I again, I love the jazz aspect of this movie. I love the piano. I love the John Legend. I love the two of them as actor and actress. I love the storyline i love the way they played together but for me this movie tried to try to put so much together into a movie whether it's for an oscar nod or whether it's i don't know but this is just it's too much this movie is too much for me um if they would have just focused on the storyline and the individual, the two of them, individual characters, um, it would have been a home run. I mean, this would have been a six-beer movie for me. It really, really, and I truly mean that. This could have been a home run for me. Uh, it was too much. I'm still debating. I'm going back and forth between two numbers. Kevin, what do you think my two numbers are? I would have guessed between a two and a three, but I feel like you've given it quite a bit of praise, except for a few big criticisms. So I think maybe you're going between a three and a four. Tim, what do you think? I agree with Kevin. Three or four. Ooh, it's between a two and a three. Ooh. Oh, no! Yeah, like solid two and a three, and I am I am teetering. Um, <sighs> Just do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold the trigger. It's a two. Yeah. Good call. Uh, it's interesting when movies have elements. So, like, this is like 10 Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. I feel like, a little bit. Because it had so many positive aspects, but the specific few negative aspects are what you can walk away from a movie like this or like 10 Cloverfield Lane. Now in 10 Cloverfield Lane, the positives won out, and you end up giving it a five, even though we railed on the last 10 minutes. This, you actually gave it quite a bit of praise, 
But what sticks with you is the negative aspects. And I think that that's always interesting in a movie. For me, I feel like I represented my my high praise for a few things that I really did like. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation that I was not expecting to have. It was much deeper than I thought it was. I concur. Ever the movie... Uh, the conversation we just had, I give six beers. <laughs> <laughs> I also, six beers of the conversation. Uh, Thank you, Tim Gillette. The movie itself was four. It's a four-beer movie. Pleasant. I would describe it as pleasant. Would you watch it again? If Jordan wanted to watch it, which she wouldn't because she likes mu- she likes musicals less than you do. No, I like Actually, musicals. you love musicals. I like yeah. musicals. Eh, she doesn't love musicals. and so. Uh, but if she wanted to watch it, I would watch it again. My wife does not want to watch this movie, even though Ryan Gosling's in it. So we'll see if I get to see it again, but I can't wait. Um, I have been having a conversation with my sister, who watched it a few nights before me, and she is unsure what she feels about it. The mix of the... of, of the, the, the I'm dropping the phrase again. Realistic. Magical realism. Magical realism. There we go. Uh, she didn't love all that. Um, in fact, I think Josh might have given this a one star, but he went to the restroom during the scene. Yes, right. They literally float off into the <laughs> sky. Face. He goes and, like this. She just goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I missed that. I love that scene, but I'm sure it would have brought Josh's score down. I couldn't have picked a more optimal <laughs> time did. to go to the restroom. He, he like, came back right when they got back yeah, on the ground. Literally. Sat their feet back on the ground. You turn around in your seat, and I was like, "That was literally perfect. the perfect time to go to the verbatim." Bathroom. Tim's like, "You just missed the best part of the movie." <laughs> <laughs> verbatim. I knew he would have been so bad if he saw it. Oh, okay. So Ryan Gosling, um, singing and dancing, jazz music, um, better than, or I enjoy jazz music more now than I did before the movie. Um, Emma Stone, yeah, John Legend. I love John Legend. Love John Legend. Um, yeah, I love the scene where they're playing the music and John Legend turns on the non-jazz part. Yes. <laughs> I think we all laughed out loud at that part where she's like, "Wait, what?" And uh, uh, so many good pieces to this movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it five beers. What? Just kidding. Six okay. beers for the movie and wait, six wait. beers for did Ryan just, Gosling. Did we just influence you? No, not at all. Okay, <laughs> I'm really confused. I was shocked. I was like, your number two movie of the year gets only five, five beers? beers? Six beers for the movie, six beers for Ryan Gosling. What about Emma Stone? What does she get? Uh, Three? Four. I like Emma Stone. I like I'm, she. Oh, I, I like Emma Stone. I, I give I Emma Stone. I think she had a great voice. I was, no. surpri- I was surprised. I, for singing, I give Emma Stone a one. <laughs> oh, jeez. For acting, I, like, really, like, oh. she did great as an actress. Like, I give her five beers for an acting, but you meld the two together, it's two, two and a half. Good, good talk, guys. Nice, thanks. That was awesome. I don't know what I'm left with after this conversation. I don't know if I want to rewatch the movie or bury it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to get an Oscar nod. I'm here. Uh, it, it might win Best Picture. It's, gonna it's, win it's the winning best a ton of awards. For the Golden Globe. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the I Oscars. Know, I, every once in a while, a movie like this has 
a huge critical reception and they end up not winning. Right. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because clearly Swiss Army Man or Captain Fantastic <laughs> yes. should win. There you go. Because it rated top on the two of our lists, yeah. one and two. Yeah, both, yeah. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, make sure to listen to our year-end podcast. Tim, Kevin, and myself, we all rate the top six pack of movies <laughs> yeah. uh, for the 2016 year. It is not... 100% the same and as an addendum uh, I did put a 2015 movie on my 2016 list for that I truly apologize but since uh, we already put that podcast out there it's a fantastic movie I stand by my rating um, and I'm sorry that we were not uh, better about we didn't catch it vetting our movies that's all right it was a great movie I'm glad we included I, it yeah because the podcast we did a for it wasn't enough love. Hmm. That's so true. Yeah, it really was. It's so true. And, and that goes back to what we've continuously said in our last two recording sessions that, you know, a lot of times it takes a while for a movie to, to really settle it. You know, maybe La La Land, it's going to eat away at me. Maybe it's going to become a better movie, in my opinion. Probably not going to happen. Maybe that'll be the first movie you'll ever buy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely That's awesome. Not. So, so when I'm here, um, every time I've been here, we've played uh, Would You Rather, except for last week because it was so long. Yeah. Um, and maybe the microbrew that I was here. But I love Would You Rather. Uh, I'm not sure we need to do Would You Rather because the answer is Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so uh, what I was thinking is we could take a look back at Ryan Gosling's filmography and kind of compare, contrast what our favorite movies are, well, why don't what the you, throwaways why are. Don't you facilitate this. Excellent. I know you have your phone out. Oh, I know you're Tim. already ready. I have a great idea. Yes, sir. We know Ryan Gosling's going to win, right? Correct. So why don't we pit Ryan Gosling against Ryan Gosling? Oh, in different films. Yeah. Nice. So you pick, since you've got your phone Yeah, out, right. You present to us Yep. Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine. Well, you yeah. just took no. That's that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I think that's a good idea. So, so are we? Are it's, would you rather Ryan Gosling in each movie? Um, but the rules are still however you want to do it. Of course. Interesting. Okay, I can do this. So let me start with this uh, one um, note. I've watched every single movie that Ryan Gosling has done since he was in Young Hercules in. 1999. I didn't. Did you watch Young Hercules? Nope. I I didn't watch Young Hercules, but everything after that. So starting with Remember the Titans, which, oh, which he made. Love in, Remember the Titans. He he was you know Sunshine. a small a small role, but but Sunshine. Um, exactly. So from I, then I on, I didn't realize that was him. No, he's not Sunshine. He's not Sunshine. He's a he's a he's a dancer. No, 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 no. He's, he and the big guy. He's the he was the guy that was on the team. That was semi-racist, and his dad didn't want him playing with everybody else. Nope. Sunshine was the guy that came in from California. Sunshine is the long-haired guy. Right. Uh, he he plays Alan Bosley. He's right. he's like he's not in the movie very. He's much. like the sixth football player on the team. Because there's Bertier, Gary Bertier, and it's his. It's not his other friend who's the really racist dad. 
No, 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 not that guy. But Ryan Gosling's dad. Ryan Gosling's dad dad is racist. Is racist, and he's like, I'm pulling my son off the team. But yeah, Ryan Gosling was like, no, he's just kind of a goofball, super minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He ends up small part. He does that dancing scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So we love Remember the Titans. So let's start with that. Um, Ryan Gosling, Remember the Titans, or Ryan Gosling, Lars and the Real Girl. Remember the Titans for me. Yeah, okay. I don't think I remember Lars and the Real Girl, so I'm going to remember the Titans. It's I mean, a great... first off, with Kevin, it was a, it was a no brainer. Denzel Washington's in the movie. I know, right? So True. there's no way he would pick that's, any. That's other why movie. I put those two together. Lars and the Real Girl, girl is fantastic, delightful, like weird premise. Really fun. Not not as weird as Swiss Army Man, but um, but almost as weird. But Instead great of a movie. dead body, his and yet, girlfriend. You should, that means you should give Swiss Army Man a I chance. I know, I understand. But Ryan Gosling's not in it. Uh, you don't know that. Yeah. He, he maybe he... has a small cameo. You have to watch it all the way through. IMDb doesn't... No, doesn't, doesn't, they didn't. It's that, it's, it's, uh, he's uncredited. Right. He's uncredited in Swiss Army Man. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, it's I'm nice. watching it tonight. He comes He comes out of Daniel Radcliffe's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like a spear. He just pops out. And it was like... Okay, so... Um, I actually... You didn't pick. I didn't. I actually go large on the real girl on that. Because I, I love that movie. It's a better Ryan Gosling Right. His, his role in that is the are whole we, movie. To clarify, are we picking Ryan Gosling roles or Ryan Gosling movies? No rules. Totally okay, up to you. How you interpret. Re- remember the Titans is a great answer under certain circumstances. We For, know the Titans. Yeah. Money, money, Titans. Did you guys know that Ryan Gosling was in another football movie called The Slaughter Rule? No. No. Not a great movie, but he was one of the main, I think he was the quarterback on the football team. And uh, eh, it wasn't great. Ryan Gosling, Murder by Numbers, um, or Ryan Gosling, Half Nelson. Haven't seen either. Aha, see, these are uh, Murder by Numbers. Um, I'm guessing you probably have seen, you just don't realize you've seen it. I'm going to say. It actually uh, stars Michael Pitt and Sandra Bullock. Okay, nothing? Just by name, Murder by Numbers, it has a better title, but I don't think I've seen either. So Murder by Numbers is um, a little bit of a thriller. Um, good, solid Sandra Bullock movie. It's not amazing, but it's solid. And then um, there's not many solid Sandra Bullock movies. <laughs> no, I know, I and this Sandra is pretty Bullock. good. So Blindside uh, on, I like her. That's true. Yeah. Previous, no, no. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Except okay. Speed. There's a few. I actually also really love Miss Congeniality. Okay, we, that's, uh, but we, not two. No, just the first one. No. We're straying off topic here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're not giving Ryan Gosling the love and attention that we deserve. Oh, man. Okay, uh, Half Nelson, he's like a teacher. He's hooked on drugs. He's trying to teach kids. He's kind of a good guy, bad guy role. Um, but I definitely go uh, Half Nelson. Much better movie than... No, no, no. Sorry, Murder by Numbers. Better movie than Half Nelson. Mm. And a better title. Um. Oh, okay. This will so be I'm good. Pick those two. Well. Ryan Gosling, The Notebook, or Ryan Gosling, uh, Blue Valentine. The Notebook. I love that beard. The Notebook is so good. I love chick flicks, and clearly that I like is good a chick, chick flicks. Uh, I really like Blue Valentine. Was so it caught me off guard. 
I'm going Blue Valentine, and I know that I should catch a lot of flack for this. I'm going no. Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine is the more critically acclaimed film. It's yeah. the better film, with air quotes. Um, the Notebook is a chick flick. I don't really like chick flicks. Um, the Notebook is the reason why I love Ryan Gosling. It's one of the greatest chick flicks I've ever seen. I wish Ryan Gosling would build me a house. <laughs> I, um, that movie, yeah, changed my view on what chick flicks could can be. I should probably I chime in it. and say that I love chick flicks. There's nothing wrong with them. I adore them. And I always shed that one single tear down a cheek. So good. Not more than one, but that one single tear. Netflix <laughs> only deserve one yeah. tear. Man card still intact. Uh, to me, the notebook was less of a chick flick. I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a chick sappy flick. and all that. Um, but the, to me, chick flicks get chick flicks get thrown into like romantic comedies like all romantic comedies are chick flicks that's not true that's not like, true right chick flicks are they're uh, their own breed and who, they're who wrote who wrote the the notebook the notebook. nicholas sparks nicholas sparks. nicholas sparks is a chick flick yeah in that's Nic- true any nicholas You're sparks right. book is a chick flick knights in rodanth with richard Gere. Yeah, that's that's a chick flick. You I've know? seen it. Just I don't because, even watch Nicholas Sparks movies. It's a love except story for the doesn't mean doesn't denote like chick flick. But if it's Nicholas Sparks esque, <laughs> it's chick flick. You're right. You're right. Nice. I like that. By the oh. way, I'm going to totally interrupt. Good. We haven't really talked about Christmas at all. I got into an argument at the Christmas table because I was asking favorite Christmas movies. Die Hard. Thank you. Yes. Done. Conversation over. Conversation. Not over because I got in an argument with three women all telling me, and yeah, I know you're listening out there, mm-hmm, that that was not a Christmas movie. Yeah. And everything about that is Christmas. There's a Santa hat, Christmas music, Christmas party, and yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. Oof. Sorry. But- it's okay. I was watching Die Hard on TV once, and they changed the phrasing on that and i went to blockbuster and rented it and watched it again oh that is one of the best movies but specifically christmas movies for me uh i watched that and uh it's a wonderful life every year <laughs> every yes. year nice At christmas nice yes. and it is absolutely 100 percent a christmas movie i was uh, i said it is not even a movie set during christmas time it is a christmas, christmas movie, movie. I was like, it, Die Hard Two is also set during Christmas. It is not a not Christmas a Christmas movie, movie, but not a good movie, so it doesn't count. <laughs> That's all right. There's yeah, a lot of I mean, movies that are Christmas movies that Lethal are not good Weapon movies. Also starts out at Christmas, mm-hmm. does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was winter time. Yeah, Christmas yeah. tree lot. Yeah, and so interesting. Uh, yeah, and in fact, the last scene, the big, the big fight scene in the middle of the street or whatever, he ends up going over to. Roger's house for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Lethal Weapon, not a Christmas movie. Die Hard, Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. For sure. Thank you for all those, and you know who you are out there listening. Die Hard, uh, Zade Story Studio confirms, and this was not pre-planned. No. It's a Christmas movie. Nice. Perfectly done. All right, just a couple more. Um, Ryan Gosling, Fracture, or Ryan Gosling, Drive? Fracture is the one with Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Fracture's the one that everybody's Fracture, seen and they don't even realize they've seen Fracture it. Fracture all day, awesome. every day. So Love good. it. Drive, mediocre. Sorry. 
Fracture, home run, probably the best if, ones. If, if you haven't seen Fracture, go see Fracture. I like Drive. It's a Ryan Gosling showcase. It's just him walking around being amazing. Doesn't say so, a whole lot. I think lot. that's also Nicholas Whining reference. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, I love Drive. Yeah, I did too. Uh, uh, the jacket. And, and actually, I'm going to pick Drive. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I pick Fracture as well. I think Fracture is more fun. It's a blast. But uh, for this particular, Ryan Gosling in Drive, by far. I that picture freaking leather, sexy lobster coat. What's a drag? You know what the coat I'm talking about in yeah. Drive? It's yeah. so good. The coat's awesome. That's what I'm picking. What's the movie that Ryan Gosling is in with Emma Stone that we all know? Yeah, that's Crazy yeah. Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. I picture Fracture as Ryan Gosling before Crazy Stupid Love. Like, like that's what I like. Yeah. That, that's the role yeah, that's that he correct. is. And then, like, he's the fun, awesome lawyer. And then, like, that's why he's like, lawyer, objection. Like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, it's Ryan Gosling from fracture and then he like makes enough money and he just retires and becomes a playboy oh i see what you're saying nice right, okay then, i like and then it he's in crazy stupid love like nice that. yeah very cool mm. very cool okay so speaking of uh ryan gosling crazy stupid love sold or ryan gosling the ides of march i love the ides of march crazy me stupid too love. crazy stupid love that's the perfect example of chick flick done incredible well and and i think we talked about this last time because we did kind of a steve carell thing the last time i was here Mm -hmm. and um what a great steve carell movie i have to go uh it's interesting because neither of these are necessarily a ryan gosling movie Mm -hmm. he plays an important role in both of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but ides of march is a george clooney movie sure uh, you know he ryan gosling plays the other side of it ryan gosling is pretty prominent I I would go so far to say that Ryan Gosling is prominent in both movies because yeah. you should say this is a Steve Carell movie when you're talking about Crazy Stupid Love. Right. Who remembers that Stephen Carell is in there? <laughs> he calls everybody remembers <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Every memorable scene from that. As a bartender, I'll tell you right now, I have never had so many old fashions ordered after that movie came out. Interesting. I today get three or four old fashions a week. Never had them beforehand, and I attribute that movie to it. Wow. That's go. awesome. There you go. I, this this one's really hard for me because I love both of these movies. I need to see them both again. I, I haven't watched them enough. Um, I really like Ides of March, so I'm probably going with that. So That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for playing Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Would You Rather. It's like the best game ever. Highlight. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, I have recently made a change to the Zade Story website. I added a thing called the Six Beer Fridge, uh, and then I just reformatted it again. And so uh, I have Josh and I's 2015 six-pack films up there already, and I will put our 2016 six-packs up. Uh, They should be up by now, I think, but yeah, so check those out. Check our website out. Uh, you can, you know, do all the things we tell you to do. Tweet us, Facebook us, email us, call us. Watch we us love... on YouTube. Yes, watch us on YouTube. We gotta, we've got one either. Anyways, we've got some YouTube stuff 
in the shoot. So keep looking there. For the Zade story, I'm Joshua Story. Thanks yet again, Mr. Tim Gillette, coming in, hanging out with us in the Zade Story Studio. At some point in time, we may just start calling it the Zade Gillette Story Studio. <laughs> uh, we love having you here. And I, I put pause in there because I really love having you on the Zade Story. It, it, was, a, it was a Christopher Walken dramatic, dramatic effect pause. It was you, perfect. You are welcome, sir. <laughs> We love having you here <laughs> on the Zade Story. Remember, for the Zade Story, the best compliment you can give us is shout us out to your friends, your families. If you see a stranger walking down the street, tell them about the Zade Story. Tim, we were going to cut that. <laughs> but now, because you included it, we we're going to keep have it to all in. Air it. <laughs> For the Zade story, I am Tim Gillette. How many beers did we give your favorite movie? <laughs> For the love of movies and beer, I'm Kevin Zane. Oodalolly. Oodalolly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a leprechaun Sean Connery. Oodalolly. <laughs> Oodalolly. <laughs> money penny. Money, money penny. Money penny. <laughs> it's a transformer. <laughs> It's a transformer. Guys, I think I found a transformer. <laughs> Guys, uh, why is Tim making Boston Marathon jokes? <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you, thank you for coming down here to the Zay Story studio. Why is President Obama singing the blues? Hey, yo, Tim, man, I just want to say thanks for coming down. It was really nice having you. It's the governor. Tim, it is an honor to have you on the podcast. Alright guys, I will be back soon. I love doing this. You guys always make it fun. Thank you so much. Zade story. <laughs> it's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. Awesome. You, you're, you're picking up what oh, I'm putting I down, am right? Picking it up. Oh, like uh, big time. Oh. I'm so excited <laughs> oh. because not only that, but I'm gonna use last. I'm gonna use the oh the time. two. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh, time all. Oh, I'm so oh. excited right now. Oh, look at the smile. <laughs> look at the smile. Yes. You can't wipe the smile oh. off my face. After talking about. A like we just <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who would have thought I'd be smiling this much during oh, this specific podcast? That's good. That's great. <laughs> well, so, Ryan Gosling can do anything. Flawless. See, you're no, you're no Ryan Gosling there. Ryan Gosling. Stone, Ryan Gosling. We can rank our Ryan Gosling movies later. And they did on Ryan Gosling a couple times. I did not mind that at all. It's Ryan Gosling on the screen, and I'm just, well, of course, it's Ryan Gosling. So I'm in love with Ryan Gosling, and uh, damn it, he is cooler than I am, even though Ryan Gosling's in it. Ryan Gosling, six beers for Ryan Gosling, because the answer is Ryan Gosling. Six beers for Ryan Gosling. Take a look back at Ryan Gosling's filmography. Ryan Gosling 
every single movie that Ryan Gosling has done since he was in Young Hercules. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling was Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling. The Notebook is the reason why I love Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling. A Ryan Gosling showcase. It's just him walking around being amazing. A rush, a glance, a touch, a dance, a look in somebody's eyes to light up the skies, to open the world and send it.